0: In embarrassing news from Capitol Hill, it was unveiled today that Senator Mitch McConnell's hesitancy towards approving a stimulus package stems from his belief that the bill is for his monthly strip club expenditures. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. Cunnilingus and cum dumpstery Yes, that is what we're at here. Ooh, I love it. it is not-
1: Screaming ice cream. I think I missed half of the references, but I understood the
0: point. <sighs> this is the disinformed podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Corny. And this is the new year, and I definitely have started to feel different. Yes, you. You are broken. You are, and not just emotionally anymore. I have moved on to the real thing yes ascended ain't nothing like the real thing
1: baby um yeah so you're you're broken uh courtney's extended family tried to murder her mm-hmm. Uh. but they failed because it's courtney it's
2: hard to take me and out
1: we've called the karma police <laughs> <laughs> what is it uh heaven can't have her and hell don't want her is that what it is <laughs>
2: so jonah's got me that's yeah it's the whole thing
1: (laughs) she's the queen bitch of hell (laughs) well i'm i'm glad that you're at least here and you you sound fine you look you know you look like your normal great self um but you you did have a little uh little running with the uh the the
2: i've i've had three COVID tests in the last week so i just want to kill myself
1: (laughs) have they put one in every hole yet (laughs)
2: Yeah, almost. I mean, we're getting really close to having all of my orifices tested. We're going to be really sure. You Why just... is
0: it that your fantasy always manages to just <laughs> bleed into
1: our conversations, John? I was going to say that for your final final COVID test, you should just ask him. like, can you just do it all at once? That's the ultimate test. You know, what's funny <laughs> is uh, Melissa actually shared something with me a few weeks back
0: that said they are actually training dogs to be able to smell COVID. And they have developed a test where they can test your earwax. Okay. Huh. In order
1: to uh, mm. gauge whether or not they you just, are uh, carrying. No. They just come, In which case, come with their bare pinky and they scoop and they do a little. Scoop t- it out. The coke mm. nail. <laughs> 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 just take
0: a little bump of your earwax. Yeah. Oh, yep. You got it. I'm sorry. Oh, I got a little bit of residual
1: coke, too. That's nice. <laughs> Sweet.
0: <laughs> Start rubbing it on their gums. <laughs> <laughs> not sure you're supposed to do that, sir. This is a Wendy's.
1: <laughs> 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 sorry, yeah. <laughs> a cashier to a to a pay or a patient well future patient <laughs>
2: imagine that job application
1: <laughs> how much do you know about earwax
0: okay you're hired <laughs> <laughs> i have tasted the Ernie, the birdie bots
1: every flavor bean I mean, you actually my have favorite Hey, wasn't yeah. that something that you talked about having us do at some point in the future? Uh-huh. It's, yeah, we'll do either that or the
0: bean boozled on camera and just torture yeah. ourselves for everyone's amusement. Yeah, I've I'm, I'm been I doing get it for a,
1: years. I hope I get a shit-flavored one.
0: <laughs> John, your be- life
1: is a shit-flavored bean. <laughs> it's supposed to be beans that you don't like. Oh. Yeah. then I
2: He'll like them all. So I still
1: hope for a shit-flavored one. <laughs>
0: Speaking of which, uh, speaking of beans that are far from shitty, however, uh, I'm going to unveil that John, in spite of the masquerade, is a decent and loving human being because I have been enjoying his birthday present. Uh, He sent me some custom coffee beans that I have been enjoying and the the dark matter has taken over my soul. So thank you for that.
1: You're very welcome. What's the bag that you just got? Because I think I got a different one. It is Old Dank Nick. Okay, I got, um, it's a Guns and Roses pun. The, um, Warm November Rain. Yes, that's the one that that's I got. That's what I got for,
0: um, the November month, which Oh, maybe is... I'm a
1: month behind then.
0: It's delectable, my friend. If you have not already busted it out, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm
1: getting getting close here.
0: Okay, well, I, I didn't mean to commandeer, but I just wanted to no. thank you publicly for being a beautiful human being, in spite of the fact that I do not do presents. <laughs>
1: Oh, I I seldom seldom do either, but that is a good segue because my my husband, his birthday was yesterday uh, to this recording, and I didn't know that until I saw Courtney's beautiful post, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, which I spammed that spammed that flame button. Um,
2: (laughs) You're always flaming out, John. (laughs)
1: Um, But I was I was talking to Becky. I was like, yeah, I really want to get him something. And she goes, yeah, well, I ordered. Oh, spoilers, Courtney, you have a belated christmas gift coming your way Aww. um from from becky it's it's actually it's 100% my idea i take all the credit for it but oh, we're, you should. we're talking about things to get jonah and i i, for, I f- always blank on on mr jonah i thought maybe we'd get him booze
2: oh or,
1: or beer but then i i was like well i'm not gonna go buy something and then just drop it well i could but i mean <laughs> i could find a gift card anywho i hope jonah had a great birthday i was thinking about him the entire
0: day I'm sure you were working on uh, getting his pressure release valve uh, tuned up properly with your mouths.
1: I was, and I, I texted him and I, I made sure to let him know because I, I guess he had to work last night. Yep, He did. Um, I made sure to let him know that if anybody gave him a hard time that I would kill for him to have a happy birthday and just, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd kamikaze in there if I needed to. <laughs> Luckily, I guess I wasn't needed, but I was ready.
2: You should do that well. anyway. It'd be great fun.
1: I have on the spur of the moment or sperm of the moment, uh, to, you know, borrow from shame, You're welcome. shame, <laughs> shame hunt. <laughs> yes. You're, he's about to get in sheer a blown apparently. So <laughs> yes. Um, I was like, I was like, Becky, how, how expensive is that restaurant? And like, can you, can we just bop in? And she was just like, ah, I don't think it's a bop in restaurant. Like you kind of got to like make a plan. Like it has to be part of your day. <laughs> it's not a bopper. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right?
2: Yeah, you have to reserve a seat, and it's $20 a person just to reserve the seat. And then they put that towards your meal.
1: Okay.
0: So I'm too poor for that (laughs) restaurant. It's not the Chuck E. Cheese ball pit, my friend. You can't just dive into it.
2: It's funny, though, because Jonah actually, he got up early the other night and almost went out and saw you. And then he was like, wait, no, he still works at a bar, and it's still corona time. So actually, I'm just going to go home.
1: But, I mean... Again, like we're we're getting we're making some good ground here now. Hopefully, you know, hopefully down the line that is a reality where you know he can get done with work and come see me, and I can take a break in the back room, and he can follow me into the back room, and then follow me into the other back room if you catch my my meaning. Well, it won't um, take long. She already said he comes early, so or he gets off early. I'm sorry, I misquoted. <laughs> How dare you? I'm Michael. <laughs> um, oh, good. Well, here's mm-hmm. another not angry reminder, but here's another reminder to all of you. And Courtney, you even read the book and I don't think, I don't think it's probably the appropriate time for you to watch it, but the stand is two episodes deep right now. And despite it being review bombed to all fucking hell, it's really enjoyable. And I think it's really, really? well done. The main, right. the main criticism that it's receiving after people just get over the fact that, you know, actors and actresses got the role and they didn't want that actor or actress to get the role because they beat their husband allegedly. Um, Amber Heard. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Oh, All right. Oh. Uh, Which I'm not, that was a joke. Even I
2: I knew that one, Michael. Come on.
3: Well, no, I forgot that she was in the stand. I know. Yeah, I I had no idea. I forgot she was in the stand. I
1: forgot she exists. Same. And I was like, has that bitch always been this fine? Because, like, yeah, she's always been. I was like, is there titty pictures of her online? And she was like, I'm pretty sure there is. I was like, how would you know? Do you look at titty pictures online? (laughs) It was was great. She's trying to distract herself from life with you, yes. Probably. (sighs) Um, the main criticism that it's receiving is that it's told very non-linearly. So it starts like they, they flash forward to like the Boulder settlement okay, and then they'll flash back and flush out individual characters, stories that you see in the book. But, All right. So the main complaint is like, if you haven't read the book or you haven't seen the original miniseries, it's, it might not make much sense on the first go around. I was like, well, that's not really an issue. They're calling it and they're calling it like sloppy writing. I was like, it's not sloppy writing. It's literally like. It's some like most I would say like 80 percent of each episode is taken right from the book. And it's great.
0: Again, we I frequently fall on this quote and I why I always use the term is subjective uh, advocacy more than anything is uh, those who can't do criticize. So I we live in a world where everyone just is slavering for their opinion to be heard and for someone to, you know give a seal of approval and i just don't if you're if you're entertained by it watch it if you're not tap out I, what is the point of lambasting it and running around screaming that you hate it yeah i to one more thing about it and i'll, I'll move on um, i mean it's
1: not like eleven twenty two sixty three 63 where i have ever that, in the world to say that i hate it and it, that was <laughs> god awful this is like a breath of fresh air coming off of watching that well, you're um, you're
3: also Shane. You're not like shouting that to the heavens. I asked for your opinion, which yeah. totally entitles you to give it a hundred percent of it. So that's well, that's, thank that's you for bailing me this. out.
1: Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that. I will say that when I was reading the book, I did not picture Heather Graham in that in there at all, and she plays uh, Rita. So Larry okay. Underwood's like little little Ooh. flame, and then you see that's her be weird. You see her in context, and you're like. Oh, I guess she is old enough now to to be there.
0: Yeah, but, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. It's actually it's it's good casting now it that really I, I is yeah. Well, I look at it. In, um, in oh, geez, I think,
1: Oh, you know what? Amber Heard is Nadine. Oh, that makes all the sense okay. in the world given the context. Yeah, so yeah. Yes, so they I, cast really well, and that's why I, I was like, oh, so we get to see Amber Heard get pounded in the butt. Here's hoping. And Becca's like, huh? That was in the
0: book. <laughs> You haven't made it that far yet, apparently. <laughs> oh. uh, well, if I... This king, he likes King I will Sigourney segue from that to the other side of uh, our our Dark Lord, Dr. King. I have to stop saying that because someone's going to get really upset at me at one point because uh, yeah. Stephen King's not a doctor, depending upon where you're looking. Yeah, uh, I just watched The Outsider yesterday whilst oh. I was uh, kicked up with my feet up. I heard it's good. Uh, it's really fantastic. For all of the, you know, the shortcomings that I aimed at eleven twenty two I really enjoyed uh, the Outsider. Nice. It has been my favorite book since Doctor Sleep uh, that I've read in sequence. I should say eleven twenty two sixty three has been published since then, but uh, I digress. Right, right, right. Uh, shows really cool all of the, the things that they needed to do in order to fit the visual medium actually made sense. And, uh, Dennis Lehane is the one who did the teleplay. So it makes sense when you have another writer who's augmenting, uh, he did mystic river and some other really, you know, fun crime procedurals. Okay, yeah.
1: I'm not familiar. But, uh,
0: great stuff. If you have an opportunity to, to check it out, please do so. Cause I really, particularly, uh, the depiction of Holly Gibney is fantastic for those who enjoy Mr. Mercedes as a series. And, uh, it gives me hope that let it bleed might actually manifest or if it bleeds sorry jeez, louise uh,
1: yeah stop stop trying to cry what you want (laughs) (laughs) just need Um, a little relief man that's good i every time i think that the list is shortening on things that i want to read from king it just uh blows up further um so i'm past the most heartbreaking part i hope of dark tower which i'm no nope. i yeah i was gonna say like I, I know it's probably just uh like james cameron describing aliens it's just 20 miles of bad road ahead of me right now yeah you need to have a, a lot of hankies handy
0: my friend in order to you know sort oh, yeah. out that uh, last first book. time
1: a book ever actually uh you know squeezed some tears out of me was uh this the the breaking and and that's enough of that nerdy shit do you guys want a couple stories from a regular human bartender
3: <laughs> oh no i'm always down for those
2: that's all i ever want
1: it's a uh... It's a really interesting segue, my friend. Uh, you. Well, Courtney got me onto uh, Courtney got me onto the TV version or TV show version of what we do in the shadows. And when one of the characters is hiding away as a bartender, he describes himself as a regular human bartender, and I really, really like he's, that.
2: He's from so Tucson, Arizona. Oh,
3: I thought you were contrasting. Yeah. I thought you were contrasting that it was nerd shit and then regular bartender life. So you were.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, okay. I pretty I'm pretty sure that I smelled what uh, crack smells like for the first time or or meth or, or Dude, one of the ones you, that you you've do a... but so many times I'm fairly certain you're familiar with crack it's 2020 come on I, I wasn't big grudging the point just so I like that uh part of like my home life is like I get to like try these not try the stories out but like I'll tell the stories to to Becky like just off the cuff like as I would tell them and she like kind of like steers me into like some better verbiage (laughs) um so I'm working and it's a slower night and we see this uh we'll call it If we need to edit it, we can. Is trailer suddenly trash... Me, can I say trailer trash? You
0: or? can. I was like, suddenly me breaking bones sounds like a far more entertaining story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we see this woman uh, who could only be described as like trailer trash, like straight out of Joe Dirt. Like, Did she have meth mouth? Uh, no, she had worse Ooh. than meth mouth, which Ooh, was Sam is left put together post-meth oh, mouth. Oh, no. Ooh. Um but Chiplet. yeah, she kind of... Oh, You know what? You'd appreciate this, Shane. I described her as like, she looked like that bitch from House of 1000 Cords. She looked like a Mama mama Firefly looking motherfucker. Okay. Uh, nice <laughs> like that paints a picture. Yes, uh, it does. For people that know the reference. And she starts beelining Karen it to Black, the bathroom. thank you. Yes. She starts beelining it to the bathroom, which everyone that that works in that area or are like... you Anywhere you work, if they're beelining it to the bathroom and they look like that, they just want to use it to do fucking drugs. Or there's usually not any other... Purpose. So, my coworker heads her off and he's like, Hey, you know, can I help you with something? She goes, Oh, I'm just going to use the bathroom, then I'm going to sit down and have a pint. We're like, Fuck, fine. Like, you can't really, you know, push back on that, you know, within reason. It's not like she was walking in, like, screaming and, you know, dropping big words and shit. So, she's in the bathroom for like 10 fucking minutes. And then she gets out, and surprisingly enough, like sits at the bar, pulls out like a laptop that's fully functioning. You know, like I can actually see the screens turning on. It's not just some meth head like you know pretending that they have things. Um, (laughs) Like Michael, and then she starts erratically like (laughs) she starts erratically jumping from the bar to a corner table where she's since plugged in an iPad, and she keeps jumping between these two tables. So I run over to her like, hey, you can just take the table, like take the table with the plugs. That's fine. There's no reason for you to keep jumping up without your mask on and, you know, going between like if we can situate it, then, you know, she's following the rules after we tell her to. And that's all that we need to know. Right. Now, I've had a little bit of experience in the past with people like this. So the next thing that I do... Is I'm like oh, I'm gonna go check that bathroom that she was in because like I'm fine. I'm- you're trying to find reasons to like make the situation like de escalate it before it has a chance to even blow up. And when I walk into that bathroom, holy shit! It was the most chemically like I I can't describe well like how it's how it smelled, but it was definitely definitely something. Uh, having never done crack, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm like I'm checking the trash. Like the bathroom's still immaculate, and I was like, well, at least you didn't like treat it like shit. Um, to kind of try and like fast forward through the story a little bit. She kept acting strange. We're trying to find reasons or trying to find ways to be like, do we shut this down? Do we get her out? Like, just kick her out just because we're not comfortable. Like, it's not a crime to be weird. She's not really, truly affecting anyone around her. She left us a card. Her name is Rainbow, by the way.
2: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, it is. (laughs) uh,
1: Good to see when the uh, Star Stealers show up after as well. so where where it got interesting, and it just this encounter just gets stranger and stranger, is we've noticed at a certain point that there is like a 12 by 12 box on our patio. And I didn't see her drop it off. We don't know. We didn't see anybody drop this box off. We'd assumed maybe it was uh, like there was a group on the patio. Maybe it was their box. But that group had since left and it was still there. So I went out and checked with people around. I was like, hey, is that yours? And since our garage doors are open, she yells, oh, no, that's mine. So she just has this random ass 12 by 12 box hanging out on the patio. She's been acting strange. People are like, keep looking over like, look at the tweaker, you know, like... It's starting to become a spectacle. She runs up to me suddenly and she goes, "Hey, my friend is across the street at the the Walgreens, and uh, um, uh their phone doesn't work. Can I just leave all of my stuff and my card? I'll just leave my card and I'll leave my stuff, and then I'm gonna run across the street and 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 I'll bring him over." And I was like, "No, nah, we're not doing that." <laughs> I was like, I, I was like we're not leaving your stuff here. She's like, she's like, I don't understand. I was like, especially not the box on our patio. Like, uh-huh. we're not leaving anything. Like, We're, we're not, not com- accountable yeah, for anything that you own. We're not comfortable with that. She gets flustered. She goes outside and waves whoever down. And this big black dude gets out of this car and just with no fanfare just picks up the box, puts the box into his trunk, and then just waits in his car. And Miss Little Tweaker settles out her tab. Within five minutes, it's gone and that was probably one of the more bizarre little tweakers that i've i've seen in our in our store and i don't actually get that many thankfully but when they when they show up they oh. they make an impression Yikes. <laughs> now this next one is way shorter and i i've i've been thinking about it for 2 days cuz that's when it happened and the only reason i bring it up is because i wanted to run it by all of you guys and just see what you think but it was another slow night you know the hol- the post holiday sleepies are a real Real deal. This group, they had to be like early 20s, like probably between 22 to 26. And there's pro- uh, seven of them. And so, yeah, two, a couple, a few couples in a, you know, lingers, hangers on. And they're, they prefaced it to us like, hey, we haven't seen each other in a really long time. Like, this is our first time being in the same room with each other in a very good long while. Whether or not I, you know, care to judge okay. that's irrelevant. <laughs> So they're really pleasant and it's really kind of like it's heartwarming because they, they, they have the place basically to themselves and a couple rounds go by and all of a sudden things start getting weird at their table. Like I can't we can't make out everything that they're saying. But from my estimation, from the few things that I heard, because they were talking about like gender politics when I passed at one point and they were talking about uh, racially charged politics at a certain point. I think I referred to it lovingly as the woke Olympics at that table.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Where it seemed like they hadn't seen each other in a long time and there were very like stereotypical roles in their friend group dynamic that I think we've all been a part of or a party to. And suddenly this dude stands up and he yells, he's like, You don't even fucking know me anymore. And he walks and he's he's gone from the story. And like everyone at the table then is like, kind of like, oh my God, Jeremy just left. Uh, and I don't know. I, I said it, I said it again, it's sarcastic, but I was, I said to my coworker, I was like, it's like, see, man, when you play the woke Olympics, nobody wins. <laughs> you know, nobody wins the woke Olympics. <laughs> and I know that we've kind of touched on that like here and there in our show. Um, but survivor, Shane, the home game. Well, yeah. Well, Shane, Shane came like, uh, immediately to mind where it's like, you know I'm not playing this I'm not playing the game on who can be the most culturally um sensitive just for the sake of saying things just to make sure that someone heard me say it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, subjectivity came to mind. I don't know I, I needed I needed the shame on my shoulder for that moment. <laughs> like if I could have like just like phoned phoned a friend and been like, hey, can I send you this clip straight from my brain? And it's it's as though they're running through life expecting
0: the uh, the PlayStation achievement sound to go off, yeah. as they complete missions in their everyday experiences. Yeah, they're like oh good, I got one.
1: Yeah. Or it's like the uh, we've talked about the the chick who you know here's how to live in your car, but she's not really living out of her car. She's just crashing at different people's houses and using their showers, but claiming that she you know she she lives off the land. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Context is, is dramatically different. When you look like Brad Pitt versus looking like me and talk about living on the kindness of strangers, it kind of recontextualizes how people treat you and approach you and interact with you. Like, hmm, okay.
1: Right. But anyway, those are my, my uh, couple couple <laughs> random things that just happened <laughs> over the past few days or past week. Well... It,
0: you know, thank you for sharing as always, uh, you know, shards from the bar are always a, a very
1: real thing that we appreciate here. Yeah. What have you guys been up to except for breaking yourself and, you know, having 17 COVID tests? Michael, we haven't checked in with you.
3: Uh, I got a switch and I've been playing breath of the wild and that's pretty much all I've been doing aside from my research. So very boring, but I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> no arguments there. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong. with Like hard down relaxing. Mm hmm. Courtney, what have you been doing with your time uh, debating whether or not you're dying?
2: You know, not a whole lot. I've been binging trashy Netflix that's like geared towards like 19-year-old girls, and that's been really fun. And cross-stitching, and that's about it. I don't really do anything. I did read an article today that was interesting about monetizing a podcast, but I don't really feel like that's relevant to what we're doing right now, so...
1: (laughs) None of that here.
3: We don't monetize.
1: If you really want someone who cares, just send that over to Michael. He likes to read things, too.
0: Welcome back to another
1: edition of uh, Screaming in an Echo Chamber.
0: (laughs) And speaking of which... On the off chance that this is your first foray into this tasty little podcast, allow us to introduce ourselves. What we typically do here is we will delve into a random esoteric topic, and in the midst of explaining it to one another, we will leaven in the occasional lie, just to keep things interesting, and it is incumbent on the co-hosts to call out the lies as they see, smell, taste, or touch them, and in hopes... That they will not get any points and no one will win because we are certified losers here. Losers
1: forever.
0: So this evening's exploits are going to revolve around a uh, fairly appropriate topic given the time of year. We are going to discuss Baby New Year. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, I did too.
2: (laughs) Like the the movie version or is there like actual lore around this?
0: Oh, there's lore. It's it's about to get okay. interesting. Call Speaking Video. of which, uh I uh snagged because I'm I'm trying to support cinema in, in whatever way I can. So yeah, I snagged yeah, yeah, that HBO yeah. Now thing and uh had to watch Wonder Woman 84 when it came out cuz I I dig on things like that. How was it? And as we're it's it's good. I like it. Again, it, I'm I'm an easy person. I enjoyed Green Lantern for pity's sake. Oh, so I mean yeah. it's it's hard okay. to That's beat me away from DC films. They have to try real hard to alienate me. But uh, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I, I wept like a small child that points in it. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm a mark. Par for it's the course. It's not hard to manipulate. But in the midst of that, we were looking through. They have uh, Studio Ghibli is a part of their material that is contained Aww. there. And, of course, the Tanuki film was present. And I was scrolling through and I showed Melissa. She's like, are those actually <laughs> testicles? I was like, yep, those are balls. That's a real What do you got against balls, thing. Melissa? It, she, she doesn't. She can't get away from him. It's like a high school play curtain she can't oh get out my of. Oh, God. It's like fighting it in bed. It, you know that scene in Fire in the Sky where they drape the thing over his face and then put the jelly in his mouth? That's what it looks like when my testicles get whipped around. It's just dangerous for all involved Can anyway Can confirm.
1: <laughs> so
0: going from uh, grotesqueries of nudity to really fun and playful nudity. Baby New Year. Just whipping his dick out. (laughs) I'm going to indicate up front there are three lies in this, so, you know, you don't have to brace too much. And just uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the merriment. Okay. A cherubic infant in a top hat, sash, and diaper. Baby New Year is an avatar of optimism as the clock ticks down to midnight on the 31st of December. According to some Christian scholars, however, the festively clad infant's history may hold a more tragic meaning than we would typically attribute to it. The black-capped toddler has been a holiday staple since the dawn of the 20th century, when the Saturday Evening Post began publishing humorous illustrations of babies on the cover of its year-end editions. The magazine covers uh, even inspired grown ups to dress like infants on New Year's Eve in frequently ill fated attempts to be the life of the party. <laughs> right. Some of
3: inspired. which
0: I will include <laughs> at the end of this little presentation <laughs> just so we can all bask in their glory.
3: Is I feel like they're just, they already liked dressing up in, in a diaper and they just, it was the perfect reason, the perfect excuse. Well, so, I mean, the best
1: reason to wear a die dye is so that when you poop or pee, you can just do so on the go freely.
3: I thought you were going to say, when you wear the dye-dye, you can poo-poo and pee-pee, all you can
1: free-free. The way of the dye I
2: It's not just for the easy storage after the fact, John?
1: No, I mean... Well, I well mean with, then he's got a nice little pouch to eat from. Exactly. I was going to say, with a, with a two, it's like having a snack pack okay. at all times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So
1: basically, you're living in a uh, a still
0: suit, <laughs> yeah. for those who have read Dune. <laughs> uh, If you say die die one more time, I'm gonna
1: hope I die die. So just Well, you've
0: braced for you've impact said it two on that.
1: times. If I say it three more times, one will magically appear on all of us. For some oh, reason, no. anytime
0: I think of Baby New Year, I also think of like Six Button Logan. So
1: now I just oh, have Logan. a picture of Logan as <laughs> ba- Baby New Year.
0: As yeah, yes, well, you should. That's all uh, the so- buttons. Although the Saturday Evening Post ended its New Year's Baby series in 1943, the pint-sized personification of Time's Passage continues to loom large in pop culture. He has starred in holiday TV specials and taken the stage with legendary musicians. To this day, intrepid revelers still sip bubbly and sing Auld Lang Syne clad in diapers and sashes. And not just for the easy storage capacity, as John has alluded to. Snack pack, please.
2: TM.
0: All right, Pudding Pop. (laughs) Try to Cosby this thing. The Baby New Year is a personification of the start of the New Year, commonly seen in editorial cartoons, symbolizing the birth of the subsequent year and the passing of the prior year. In other words, a rebirth. Baby New Year's purpose varies by myth, but he generally performs some sort of ceremonial duty over the course of his year, such as chronicling the year's events or presiding over the year as a symbol. So this year's will be a uh, a flaming dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it will have a really bad, like, orange wig and just point at everybody and scream about its tiny hands.
1: They probably do have the same size hands. Yeah, they do.
0: And other things. Uh, The original Baby New Year was born in ancient Greece, according to Britannica.com. It was reportedly customary for uh, displaying an infant in a basket For the turn of the calendar, uh, informing the Christian mythos surrounding Moses being discovered by the pharaoh's daughter floating in the basket in the reeds. Is that all bullshit? (laughs) You can't say is that all bullshit. You you gotta be a little more specific, friend.
3: Is the ancient Greece part bullshit? That
1: is not bullshit, no. But him saying that means there is bullshit in there. I'm just too lazy. Alright.
2: But do they display babies in baskets? Is that an actual tradition?
1: That okay. is an actual tradition. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. No, By process of it. elimination. Yep. Okay, well, good All job, right. John. It, is
3: is, Moses, is, is that based off Moses. of Moses? Yeah. It,
0: well, what do you mean? Is it based off of Moses? It's is, saying Moses is based off of that process. Is
3: it a callback to the ancient Greek tradition of Baby New Year? No. Okay.
0: You're welcome. It's not. Okay. <laughs> You just can't throw out is that all bullshit <laughs> and hope that that's just going to get you carte blanche, my friend. I'm sorry. Shane, hey, everything sees you to get to said Greece. just
3: now is that bullshit. Is everything you said this today? Is Listen, that all my bullshit? life is
0: bullshit. And if this is if you need any more proof, this podcast is <laughs> irrevocably <laughs> bullshit etched into my mind as evidence. You're During welcome. the late 1400s, Germans depicted him as a religious figure signifying Christ. And from this, we find the underpinning theme that has some theologians uneasy about the festive sigil. It is proposed by a revised text from Philip C. Almond, emeritus professor of the History of Religious Thought at the University of Queensland, that Baby New Year is intended to serve as a reminder of the New Testament passages regarding the Massacre of the Innocents. For those of you who may not be familiar... Allow me to illustrate.
3: I'm getting flashbacks to John's very dark interpretation of one week. I don't know why. That was the first thing that came to mind. it was like, oh, it's nice and happy. No, it was slaughtering innocents.
0: It's like a latte. There's this froth on the top that everybody pays attention to, and it's the dark and sort of corrosive chemically underpinnings that we're really interested in. Yeah. This incident in the nativity narrative of the Gospel of Matthew, which is uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 16 through 18, for those playing the home game. Sorry,
1: you're not saying that in the appropriate affectation.
0: Yes, I am. (laughs) Uh,
1: It depicts
0: Herod the Great, the king of Judea, ordering the execution of all the male children two years old and under in the vicinity of Bethlehem. Almond asserts that while a majority of Herod biographers and probably a majority of biblical scholars hold the event to be myth, legend, or folklore, many in the Catholic Church regard them as the first Christian martyrs. Almond subsequently points to the origin in the Church's adoption of Baby New Year as an iconographic representation of the Feast of the Holy Innocents. This event, established by Pope Leo Thirteenth in ni- 1891, celebrated on the 28th of December, and John, for the good Catholic boy that you are, I'm sure that you'll remember this, <laughs> uh, commemorates not just the emergence of Christ's divinity in the world, but acknowledges the slaughter of innocents in his name as a sobering reminder of the forces working in opposition of God's will. Thus... As Christ's good works were born out of tragedy, each year we see the sigil of a newborn carrying forward the hope, promise, and love of God into the world despite the darkness it emerges from. The sash, it is argued, is evocative of the swaddling clothes the infant messiah wore whilst in the manger, while the diaper is a modern inclusion... (sighs) Sorry, I'm choking to death. It's a lot of... (laughs) While the diaper is a modern inclusion, apparently for the sake of decency...
1: (laughs) You mean no oh, one just wants to see you know, big big old baby in your snack
0: pack? Uh huh. For dear John. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, indeed. Well, moving away from the grim, uh, Baby New Year was subsequently secularized by newspaper cartoonists in the 19th century, and he went pop after the Saturday <laughs> Evening Post put him on the cover, clad in a top hat, to emphasize the more festive feel of the season. Here are some fun facts about the origins of baby new year and his enduring appeal as the embodiment of hope that the next 12 months will be better than the last. And we can only hope for this particular (laughs) year. This is, these are headings that were included in the article that I will reference here. And so some of these are a bit not my style, but what are you going to do? We'll see Uh, straight. This is also very dated. I think it was like 2016 where I pulled this article from. So straight out of Sparta. (laughs) (laughs) During the age of Plato and Socrates, or Socrates for the Bill and Ted's aficionados amongst you, uh, Greeks ushered in the new year with celebrations honoring Dionysus, uh, the son of Zeus and god of wine. One of their traditions was placing an infant in a winnowing basket and hoisting the child skyward to represent the birth of Dionysus,
3: uh, or the rebirth of Dionysus. Like Simba from Lion King?
0: Put sure. in a
3: busket. basket, basket,
0: <laughs> a basket, <laughs> a basket, a basket,
3: out there in one of them baskets.
0: So uh, there, it was a very fun uh, addition to the Michael School of Proper Pronunciation that I discovered. Uh, is I, I'm from, I think it's Smokey Robinson is doing uh, like these weird messages. I'm forgetting the app that you can send through. But you oh, know. Cameo is, Thank is you. that what you're talking? Yeah, yes. So um, he was asked if he could give a shout out to someone who grew up the street from him. And uh, help them to celebrate the season. And so he said, well, uh, your son asked me to wish you a happy Chinooka. And I don't know what Chinooka is, but I hope that you have a fun Chinooka. And it's a good Chinooka for all of your <laughs> oh <my> family. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, it's Michael. <laughs> Can we sell Michael uh, on Cameo? Mans.
2: Can he, Michael do readings on demand? I would
1: be so I, elated I mean, if I, I could I write the script.
3: It. It, I mean, I would if it. What else I'm would you sure. do if
1: if you dollars
3: three fifty and
0: it's a forty five minute uh, cameo? <laughs> Sex with please, $50 Courtney. Dollars
3: for forty five minutes?
0: No, three dollars and fifty cents for forty five minutes because you'd intend oh. to do forty five seconds and then like and um. If you remember the, the principle that we're going to try to illustrate here is um, so as ice accumulates from moisture in the air, uh, but, but
3: ice is, is ice is solid water, and and water is, is liquid ice, and then don't get me started about water vapor because that could be gas. All matters ice
0: interconnected. And, you know we and know then, this,
3: and then we also have plasma, and then and plasma is a, the See, source state of matter that we don't talk about.
0: I <laughs> yeah. can, and I and can then I'll get
2: you a tuning fork, but uh, I'm a frog.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm <laughs> I'm a. I'm a f- hack and a frog
0: (laughs) he's a hack and a frog biggest frog ever (laughs) ribbit just like frog's hair i don't exist all right friends forever Baby New Year is frequently accompanied by Father Time, a cloaked old man who carries an hourglass and a scythe. He is modeled after Cronus, the father of Zeus in Greek mythology. When Baby New Year was popularized in the 19th century editorial cartoons, Father Time tagged along as his elderly counterpart, a symbol of the passing year. According to the cartoons, Baby New Year ages rapidly over 12 months and by the end of December becomes Father Time. Is that bullshit? That is not. I don't like
3: it. Huh yeah that's no one like, thanks I hate it <laughs>
0: yeah I didn't make it I'm just i'm <laughs> I'm shilling it to the masses uh Father Texas time this one's <laughs> grand uh Willie Nelson's annual New Year's Eve concerts in Austin feature cameos by baby New Year and Father Texas time. <laughs> At midnight, a dreadlocked Father Time makes a grand entrance wearing a long robe and a crown of yellow roses. He gets lowered to the stage in a Texas-themed carriage and hands over a prop hourglass to Baby New Year, a youngster in a white tuxedo and top hat. Father Time's conveyance changes each year. To greet 2015, he descended from the rafters riding a metallic
1: armadillo. (laughs) While listening to Metallica's Kill Them All on a boombox. Yeah. So let it be written.
0: <laughs> uh... Heils, baby. This is German.
1: I don't have the tongue oh, for it. Oh, okay. Uh, I probably five? still pronounce it better than Michael could, even if Michael spoke that language.
3: Just sound angry. No house, baby. Thank you.
0: Behind this After 500 years, no, about 500 (laughs) years ago, the German artisans created New Year's greeting cards with drawings of baby Jesus, according to Christopher Wood, professor of German and department chair at New York University.
1: (laughs) Uh, One of the
0: cards, part of the collection at the National Gallery of Art, depicts a young Jesus riding a donkey with an inscription that translates into, I bring a good year. I got callback. <laughs> Over time, the religious baby Jesus morphed into the secular baby New Year, according to Wood. The first child born on New Year's Day in Germany is called Neuhausbaby.
3: I wonder what that translates to. Isn't he the lead singer
1: of yeah. Rammstein? Yes. Neuhausbaby. No Neuhaus stupid oh. Oh, we're
0: stupid <laughs> <laughs> yes, really. it's duly noted goes
3: without saying Got
0: oh grandpappy 99 here during the late 19th century baby new year began appearing in newspaper cartoons and year end editorials in 1900 the detroit journal commented on the turn of the century with a drawing of an infant sitting on top of the globe crying as he tries to solve a math problem father time aka old granddaddy 99 or old granddaddy who's not my granddaddy <laughs> looks on with a grin the poor kid isn't certain whether he's the last of the 19th or the first of the 20th century
2: i didn't know so you that's ha- why y2k
0: happened oh,
3: shucks,
2: where did you find cute. that picture of michael
1: he shared it this is <laughs> one of the five pictures that he has on instagram <laughs> Michael does have some weird Instagram pictures. I'm pretty sure there's just like a piece of fucking toast. <laughs> so Honestly, it's toast with a hole know what in the
3: middle. I have on my f- Instagram
0: butt-haired bread. <laughs> uh, so billion-dollar babies, <laughs> baby New Year graduated from newspaper cartoons to magazine covers in 1906 when the Saturday Evening Post published its first holiday illustration of a toddler by artist Joseph Christian Leindecker. He continued drawing cherubs through 1943, reimagining Baby New Year as an emblem of American resilience. Early on, Decker drew classical pictures of red-cheeked kids with angel wings. But as the world grew more complex, he added darker elements depicting Baby New Year as a soldier, woman's suffrage activist, striking coal miner, serial killer, a nervous stockbroker, and
1: heroics tax cutter. That whole sentence, the description and all, bullshit. Uh, I just threw in Serial Killer because I thought it would be Do they funny, sell but, these uh, as figurines? Like, could you get a, a collector's pack of, like, baby New Year dressed up as all these things? If only.
0: That would have been marvelous marketing on their part, which is probably why print is dying slowly. <laughs> but, uh, no, all of that was true. Okay. Huh. Sadly. In 1936, when it seemed like the economy was gaining strength after years of decline, Decker drew a top-hatted toddler showered with confetti although the recovery didn't last the image was indelible okay how much do i want to deal with this <laughs> okay i've only got 3 more here we'll we'll survive coney island baby oh, giant puppet versions of baby new year and father time dueled to the death in brooklyn in 2015 as coney island sideshow performers presented a vaudevillian review called new year's in heaven (laughs) it's an avant-garde answer to the times square ball drop uh, featuring the literal destruction of holiday icons, according to Dick Zygun, co-creator of the piece. During the show, mythical characters and superheroes tear into Baby New Year and Father Time, so the puppets are reborn as confetti.
2: <laughs> D- did you okay. find any video evidence of this? I'm so curious.
0: I'm going to have to look it up, but uh, no, I didn't delve that greedily into this. Uh, some of this I'm not sure I want to see. <laughs>
1: It'll, it'll last there. with you. It'd be like tit cups all over again.
0: Please, no. The sound alone haunts my dreams like the Painted Man, so... <laughs> <laughs> is
1: there no sun in this cross country? <laughs> I'm glad that it's still to
0: this day I keep making Robin Hood references just to crack John up. There is no other human being
1: on the planet that appreciates or acknowledges these, oh, but I'm man. just going to keep doing it. Fuck me, he made it. Uh, First time I ever heard the F word in a PG-13 movie. Risky.
0: <laughs> it made me very happy. <laughs> God bless that Christian Slater, as opposed to the Christian Stitcher. Uh, <laughs> stop the presses. It's a tradition for newspapers to spotlight babies born on January 1st. The task of locating the year's first child has grown more complex, naturally. In the past, hospitals publicized birth announcements, but these days, many healthcare facilities have ceased sharing info with the media because of concerns about identity theft and privacy on the internet.
1: (laughs) Isn't this like the the plot of Umbrella Academy? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that was a joke. I know. It didn't land because no one here has seen it. Nope. Nope.
3: It's on my wish list. Damn it. Or my view list or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what you call it, Netflix.
0: I'm keeping Victoria's secret. Don't mind me. Uh, And then the final in this installment, Night Terrors. The irreverent animated series Robot Chicken on Adult Swim introduced a murderous version of the youngster in 2014. A segment called Baby New Year, Resolution Enforcer, depicts a vengeful toddler who magically materializes at a New Year's Eve party and stabs a man for taking a sip of champagne seconds after he vowed to swear off alcohol. Is that bullshit? That is not bullshit. I want to see that clip. I'm
3: glad it is
0: not. Yes. Yes. So that, friends and listeners, is a brief foray into the debacle that is Baby New Year.
1: I gotta Google cool. a picture of this fucking thing.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Um, I have no stabs.
1: Uh, I'm okay. stabbing myself. Well, then you're
0: not the vengeful Baby New Year. Nope. Oh my God, Just he's terrifying.
1: <laughs> Isn't he, though? Cool. Cherubic little murder monster. <laughs> Oh, I think maybe we can share it. I'll I'll send this to the group, but so you can put it in the show notes. But here's baby New Year. Uh,
2: oh no, for 2021.
1: Oh, oh. Well, I'm I'm that's... glad he's masked Mm-mm. up and uh, yeah, social distancing. Wearing a mask, wearing a Abe Lincoln top hat, uh, and he's got his little snack pack affixed uh, to his. Why is he so ugly? Well, it's um,
0: 2020. I'm,
1: he's sitting right there, Courtney. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Well, that was uh, that was fun, and no, no it wasn't. I don't I'll... you don't you fucking lie to me, John.
3: <laughs> he doesn't need. So your we got pity. one
1: of one
0: of three. You what got did... one of three. So uh, the first lie, which leads into the third lie, is that uh, according to some Christian scholars, the festively clad infant's history may hold a more tragic meaning than we typically attribute to it. Oh. That uh, is not true at all. So, uh, you did catch the Christian mythos about Moses being discovered by the Pharaoh's daughter floating in a basket in the reeds. I just made that, uh, correlation myself. Is you know, we, the, the Christians do tend to steal from everybody else's cultures and just sort of co-opt it no, in make whatever it way they better, It's called
2: a melting pot, I forget, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, well, I wish I had some pot. Uh, during the, okay. Now, the third lie Is about four paragraphs long. It's the... Uh, And I will indicate that the entirety of the thing about, uh, you know, Christ and uh, the biblical scholars having the attribution uh, to, you know, the Feast of the Holy Innocents and reminding everybody that all these babies died for Christ to, to make it out into the world, none of that has anything to do with Baby New Year. I attributed it falsely to Pope Leo XIII from 1891. Certain that someone was going to call me out that you couldn't have a pope named Leo but they have multiple times 13 in fact as of uh, 1891 so
1: yes uh none of that is true okay I'm- i i <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you were calling me out uh, ex-little catholic boy that i ah. am um you can tell that i am catholic because i didn't know that was a lie he had no idea yeah. Because uh, uh, well, I that's mean, one thing that we know about Catholicism and Catholics is that uh, they know a lot, but remember little. Well, in truth, uh, the Feast of the Holy Innocents
0: is a thing. It is celebrated on the 28th of December. That pope didn't establish it. That is just something that has been you know, passed down through the ages. But uh, it has nothing to do with Baby New Year at all. It just so happens that the 28th of December was close enough. That I thought I could whip it in there and, you and did. Uh, dredge all this up yeah. and whip you uh, did. attributed to a- an actual existing scholar. So Philip C. Almond does exist in the wild, and he is, in fact, the Emeritus Professor of the History of Religious Thought at the University of Queensland. Uh, He just doesn't care much about Baby New Year at all. (laughs) I actually uh, was quoting him because I was doing some uh, research on the Antichrist, and he wrote a very lengthy article about all of the scriptural references of the Antichrist, and uh, the Baby New Year was almost the Antichrist based on what I was researching, and then I kind of had to flip the script because it would have been far more insidious to think that that was what this was going to be foretelling so we changed it a little well slightly. done so murdered infants as opposed to you know destroying the world
3: it's good stuff mm, but now you teased me with a good antichrist
1: episode well
0: there's nothing that says I will not use the information that I gathered and, and bring it out again at a letter date and uh, a letter date
1: you're gonna you're gonna whip it out at a later <sighs> yes. date yes
0: you won't notice I date. guarantee it's a letter Kenny <sighs> so thankfully, to prevent me from passing out,
1: I kept it semi-short this evening. Yeah, you lucked out that you, uh, or did you trim that topic down, or did it just happen around no. the same No, you said time? that
3: at the beginning, John, that he was keeping it sparse to allow for conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, if you could put that dick back in your mouth. Uh, didn't say that you are oh, done yet. Oh, oh, um, oh. no, I was trying to ask Shane a question that wasn't that, but thanks for interrupting. Um, Courtney? <laughs> Uh um so was it originally longer and then you trimmed it down or it was trimmed down the entire time it was trimmed down the entire time i expected that we would want to have you know
0: some topical uh, divergence here and uh, there's only so much that i was willing to chat about an an infant uh parading around (laughs) to celebrate the coming of a new
1: year
2: yeah you gotta add a trigger warning if you get past that so well done
1: and how yeah what is this the first episode without a trigger warning in month I mean,
0: I did talk about a bunch of murdered infants, but it's uh, part of the course. I didn't go into graphic detail.
1: Well, I'm excited. How many
3: times were they stabbed?
1: I was going to say, speaking Seven. of violence. Speaking of violence, I am very excited to show some clips to you guys on After Dark. Well, I mean, we want to include the soundtrack, right? Oh, yeah. For yeah. for so. one of them, Yes.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I would say that means we would probably need to watch it here so that we can keep it included unless, yeah. You know.
3: No, we we'll, we'll, um, we can we can have one sound bite in After Dark. It'll just be copyright. <laughs> no, there's no, matter. there's
1: no like music in it or anything it's just, unless you include the sound of someone getting the soul slapped out of their body as a soundtrack.
3: I'm I I would copyright claim that. If
1: I could, I mean, we have. That's our first well, two the, records, as I recall. The other clip that I want to show, Michael already knows because he's active on on Reddit and Twitter and and what have you. But Courtney, Twitter. you know the never heard of her. the Twisted Lemon uh, trending right now, right?
2: I've seen a couple memes, but I don't know anything about it past okay. a few
0: memes that I've seen. What
1: you talking about, Liz Lemon? Close. So there is some. Um, janky ass lanky white dude in a gas station who is dropping some (laughs) big words in front of a black dude and the black dude's like hey maybe not use that word and the white dude decides to double down and ask this guy where he's from while still dropping the n-word profusely um and the guy is holding uh what it's spiked or it's twisted lemon the or it's the, tea, the, the hard the twisted twisted, tea. twisted yeah. teeth yes. thank you twisted lemon fuck uh he's holding the twisted tea <laughs> can and the white dude does something so i'm describing the video we're gonna see it because <laughs> you have to see it yeah, uh, yes, he, yeah he does the the typical like he leans down and says well fucking hit you gonna hit me bro fucking hit me bro like and puts puts his face out and the guy retorts by hitting him in the face with the can of Twisted Tea so hard that the Twisted Tea can explodes, <laughs> <laughs> and then beats the shit out of the guy for being a fucking racist piece of shit. So it's okay. a good, it's a good watch. Uh, you keep running that dick like I'm gonna give you the mouth, baby. Oh my god, we haven't had that in forever, uh, mouth, baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna give you the mouth, baby. What is that? a so, one, Tracy Morgan's still alive, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. It, it got Harry there for a second, but he's still, he's yes. still kicking. He's, he's got that diabetes. No, it's, didn't he get into like a, in a vicious car accident? Car accident? He, yeah, he got in a really yeah.
3: bad car yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, but he's got that diabetes. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> um, What is that from? Is that just 30 Rock? The mouth babies thing? What was the... Uh, no, that is actually uh, Jay Moore doing an impression okay. of Tracy Morgan cause that used when we first started hanging out and when the band first started or like first got put together like that was the mm. or, like original inside quote for a very uh-huh. good long while, and I forgot about ha- it
0: <laughs> hashtag mouth babies was a was a real it thing was. for a good long while well, speaking of babies, Uh-oh. thank you all for being here for our edition of Baby New Year, who did not manifest in your mouths this fun holiday season hopefully not but hopefully it managed to manifest in your hearts yeah As that's how you give a blowjob john
1: it's not with your mouth it's with your heart
0: indeed now get on your knees well, and put that heart to work thank you all for being here with us for another glorious calendar year of the disinformed podcast we sincerely appreciate your patronage and we hope that you continue to dial in every single wonderful week And if you need a little help in doing so, you want the occasional reminder, we got some socials that you can check in on. Uh, If you uh, are an archaic uncle-grandpa like myself, you may uh, occasionally utilize that book of faces. And so we're there at facebook.com slash podcast. If you are one of those hepcats that enjoys using the grams that are Instas, you can find us there at, uh, you know at disinformed podcast and of course on the twitters at disinformed pod tweeter (laughs) and uh, every single wonderful wednesday we are on the tubes of you hurling our fine feathered fiction as we do our fanfic reads of the uh, hogwarts school of prayer and miracles for your eager ears and greedy mouths just like a weasley (laughs) (laughs) begging with your hands full
3: Ooh. And then
0: fantastically on Friday we find you back at the Tubes of You where we have a companion video cast to this marvelous episode called Disinformed After Dark where we will decompress after the topic let our files load and dive into the Chuck Klosterman School of Hypotheticals which is now going to be amended and expanded oh. thanks to my marvelous girlfriend so you have something to look forward to you got a little as we uh, holiday gift there huh I did indeed. Someone is more invested in this podcast than us. Bless her. No shock. Yeah. And so, you can find us three fantastic days a week. If you have not already done so, please like and subscribe to this fabulous podcast on your preferred podcast provider app because we love you. We need you. And if you dig what we do, please rate and review. Uh there's stuff about
1: smashing buttons that Michael will get to when right. we get the video rolling. Speaking of it's... Michael and his social medias, uh Michael did also share uh, a new profile that he's made. He has <gasps> infiltrated Parler, so if you want to follow him and find him on Parlor, that's going to be Parlor.com slash cucked by God, Patriot One. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I thought we were going to have uh, the OnlyFans page of Daddy Who's Not My Daddy
0: be the uh, the first one that was rolled out. I think but you've you've gone parlor.
1: Yeah, only, I, I think okay. OnlyFans is next. But if he did the Daddy That's Not My Daddy, I think it would be really funny for you to start an OnlyFans page, Michael, where you do take videos of yourself out and about, just walking up to children, going, "I'm not your dad," and walking away. <laughs> 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 and then you sell each video for 99 cents.
0: <laughs> I just want Michael, like, awkwardly talking into a camera at someone going like, You've been a bad girl. Oh, no!
3: <laughs> <laughs> bad
0: girls get spankings. <laughs> what, are you going
1: to have do, like, Jill-off instruction videos? <laughs> yes.
3: I I would try, I would fail, but... Yeah, you fl- like flick the... that bean
1: and smash that clip button. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was hoping he would go more
0: to the let's get physical kind of end of just like, oh, yeah, objects at rest tend to stay at rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started unless acted
1: upon by an outside force. Yeah,
0: yeah objects in motion baby. tend to stay in motion, oh, and that's me Looks like Courtney has, <laughs> Courtney has left
1: the chat. Courtney has left the chat,
0: Just how dry do you want it? I'll bore you to tears. And then use them as lubricant to get myself done. (laughs)
1: Uh, Courtney has just spent the better part of the last five minutes rolling her eyes so aggressively she got COVID twice. (laughs)
0: Well, I got a squeegee I can clean it up with. Give me five seconds, I'll get it.
2: We know what you do with squeegees, but we we don't...
0: Yes, indeed. I wipe the tears away from your face when we're finished. (laughs) That's uh, (laughs) Courtney's way of saying... Pass. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to pass. That's just, you know, kidney stones. Anywho, ladies and germaphobes, I believe that is going to wrap it up like a baby sash tied around a little newborn. So for the Disinformed Podcast's glorious fucking funk fire of 2020, I'm Shane. I'm John.
2: I'm Michael. I'm Courtney.
0: So long and good year
1: so long and good year that's pretty (laughs) shitty it's entire